Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Josh by Chance. Show we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, entertainment, all that good stuff. And this is our third week in our Scarefest. Uh, maybe, maybe the last, depending on when, we, when this one gets out. But, uh, you know, we return to our same pool of bad horror sequels. And, yeah, we have <laughs> landed on Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It's fascinating. Ooh fascinating fucking film it's, and it's funny that you mentioned that uh, yeah this is our third Halloween film we can't get uh, we can't get out of not reviewing one of these things we have we do, we've done a Halloween film <laughs> every single year for the past three years so so we do we do have an idea to carry, to carry that on for next year but we'll, we'll get we'll get, to, we'll get to that sometime but uh, for right now uh, we would usually go into our usual segments but uh Right off the bat, what we're going to do, we're going to start introducing a new segment. Uh, we've talked about how we're going to review things for our YouTube channel. We haven't like shot it on video yet. What we're going to do, what we're going to be doing in the future now is we're going to be reviewing it here. We're going to clip it out, then we're going to post it to the YouTube channel, as well as other clips of the podcast that you know we we actually quite like. Uh, so this is a new segment called, uh, wa- we're going to call it Watchlist for right now. And of course, okay. we'll be starting with our reviews for New Mutants and... Tenet. So yeah, New Mutants uh, kind of came out. It was one of the movies that's gonna you know, quote unquote save cinema. And uh, this was uh, it's funny because like the, the the history behind this is almost more interesting than the movie itself because it was supposed to come out in 2018 and it got delayed and delayed again and delayed again. <laughs> and it now couldn't it's, find its way to the theaters. It could not find its way to the theaters. And now that it's out, the weird thing is like uh, the movie is just, it's just. It's just boring. Like uh, it's just it's just bland. It's middle of the road, which is the worst possible situation. Yeah. So the, the whole the story of this is that like, it focuses on this girl. I think her name is Danny, and she's brought into this like new like this asylum rehab center for mutants, to where she meets all these other characters, including uh, a, a Russian mutant, Ileana, played by uh, Taylor Joy, a uh, Scottish mutant played by Macy Williams, a Kentucky mutant uh, Sam, played by. Uh, Guy from Guy from Stranger Things, Sam Guthrie. No, sorry, Sam Guthrie's the character. Charlie Heaton's the actor, uh, and a Brazilian yeah. <laughs> and a Brazilian mutant played by uh, uh, Henry Zaga, who was the, he was used point of controversy because the whole thing with his casting was like, I wanted a guy like, he's because he's darker in the comics and he's like lighter skinned. <laughs> the whole thing was like, I wanted to cast a guy who looked like he had a lot of money. It's like it's like uh, so was, well, black man can't black man can't have no money. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if, if, like just overall, brother, new music, Russell. What do you think? I mean, kind of what you said. It was middle of the road, and, and and especially a movie that had been you know teased to come out so you know so many times before. You think they would have time to kind of just you know do do better with it? You know what I mean? Um, I think Anna Taylor Joy is probably the best part of the film. I would really? say because I, I didn't um, I didn't like her very much. Yeah, so, I, I, I I think the character was just underwritten. All all, all her character was was like. It's just puppeteer and racist. Really? That's it. But really what it is is just introduction of the characters, and there's not a whole lot of like on-screen time with all of them. By the time they introduce everybody, it's like, oh, the move's almost over, you know? And, um, yeah, I just – I mean, I thought, it, like I said, it was middle of the ride. I mean, it was far from like the worst, uh, you know, comic film that I've seen. But, I mean, it surely wasn't – it didn't crack the top half I mean, I, I, good ones. I will I mean? say, I think they're like kernels of good things. Like these – these people, like these these actors, they could have good chemistry. They're not they're not bad. They're just their characters aren't much. No, I mean, 
but but like I said, though, you know, you're, you're wasting all this time introducing them. You know what I mean? Like getting them, you know, familiarized with one another. And then by that time, it's literally like a, like what? 15, 20 minutes till the like the end of the film. Yeah, not, and that's the other day, and then the movie's over before you know, and it's like, well, what the hell just happened, you know? Not to mention, like it's the the plot. The plot itself just isn't. It's almost non-existent in this case. Really, it isn't because yeah, there really isn't like much of a plot. You know, it's it's basically all of them like literally just in the same you know same asylum or whatever, and then literally just like getting to know one another, and you know, obviously there has to be you know. Uh, you know, per, you know, peril. There has to be a, a reason why they all come together at the end. You know what I mean? You kind of could figure that out. Yeah, and it, it almost doesn't feel like. I mean, they, they name drop like X Men in the film, but it doesn't also doesn't feel like it's even within that, that universe. It feels like it's just this offshoot, like off yeah. brand. It, it does. You don't. Yeah, it's it's like a B B film. Like it's like a B rated X Men type. You know what I mean? You, you really don't feel anything. And the tie in it does have. I I, I got a bit. I I never would have seen coming. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 just such a it's such a weird weird tie in. I'm not gonna not gonna we're not gonna spoil it here, but uh yeah, I think I think I think that those are enough of our thoughts on New Mutants. Uh so if you had to like if you had to rate this, you know, based on our rating system, I, I would say give I think it's a chance of I don't know, maybe a rental. Because I don't think it's I don't think it's like awful, but it's not it's not like a fun you're, if you're drunk time. I mean. It, it, <laughs> I mean, if you're bored, I do like a matinee on this one. If really? You're bored or you got nothing else going on? Yeah, I mean, because if you if you got nothing else going on, you wanna you wanna get out and watch a movie. I, I mean, but would, but would, would you would you say that if we weren't in like pandemic time? <laughs> okay, that if it wasn't pandemic time, then I would say wait for it to stream. Because that's how I'm ra- that's how uh, I'm rating. I'm not I'm not I, I, I'm okay. not rating it on basis scale of we're in the we're in a pandemic right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because if you're basing on pandemic, I'm, I'm like matinee. I mean, it's 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 a fine watch. I mean, you don't have to hurry up and go see it. Um, yeah, so I I say based on that, then I would say just wait for it to uh, to on streaming. All right, and uh, you know the, the the other one, the main one we want to talk about when we don't don't do review is uh, Tenet. Uh, the latest one by Christopher Nolan. It's supposed to be the it was supposed to be the one that saved theaters, even though it may be doomed them forever. Uh, this is a movie about John David Washington. He stars the main character, uh, and he comes in this new world where he has to like, kind of, you know, stop, prevent the end of the world with prevent prevent the end of the world using a thing called inverted time. Uh, so yeah, look, it's it's been it's no secret that we are not major fans of no one's work post inception. Yeah, I mean, I think we've gone out on a limb saying that we we really really did not like uh dunkirk at all no i i'm, but, I'm uh, I, yeah. I, I really hate interstellar i think dark knight rises is pretty black but uh, i mean it's obviously the weaker of the three films for sure yeah um but yeah i i think he he's done yeah he, he's like really been off the last couple of films that he's he's done uh so yeah uh he had a not a lot on the line for him but just you know, a lot. He need to prove it to me at least. And I mean, I'm just gonna say, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was everything that you you expected from a uh, Nolan film, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's there's things that. Oh, let me see. They're, they're like classic Nolan shows. Like, like for example, I think right. I think writing from a writing standpoint, he just 
he is v- like not. It's very it's very hard for him to do like human interaction, which I think he's always struggled with. I'm not gonna hold against for the, for this. I think that something that John David Washington as the protagonist, which yes, that's what he's called in this film, <laughs> and they brought and they bring attention to that several times in the movie. It's very distracting. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that he is quite good. I think that he touches on something that few Nolan films actually do, and like he has. Like he has personality, he ha- he ha- like he he ha- he has he he's a little jokey. Like he's <laughs> he's a bit he's a bit of a smartass, and like he has like one line where like, he goes back into a kitchen, and he's just like, and somebody's about to be beat him up, and he says something like, "I went for hot sauce for over an hour." <laughs> like wow, I I almost want I almost wonder if that was like imp- improvised because it doesn't seem like something Nolan would write. Yeah, uh, he's good. I think Pat. I think Pattinson's Yeah, no, I mean, I I think Pattinson's really great in the film. Yeah, they're both. I mean, they're both solid. I think you know John David Washington really gives a you know solid performance. Kind of what you said though. Yeah, there's always that struggle with uh, interactions between characters and in, in uh, this, the writing of Nolan. But I mean, overall, it has all the Nolan. You know, the the good you know solid score from what Zimmer I think did this one. Actually, no, he didn't. This is, um, this, is uh, this was a Ludwig Johansson, really? the guy who did oh, Black, the guy did Black right, Panther. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because Zimmer usually does his stuff. I think. He, usually, yeah, but, but uh, he, he, he took this one off, I guess. But no, the score's fantastic. I think the score's really, really good. Um, and kind of just, you know, it, it like, it always, I feel like some of his movies suffer from running too long with runtime. I think this is another one where I think we just, we could have maybe shaved a little bit more. We could have shaved a little bit of the fat off of it, you know? Yeah, uh, I also will say this, that much like with... I, Inception again. Not Inception. Uh, Interstellar definitely had this problem. I think his sound yeah. mixing in this film is crap for mm-hmm. a good amount of it. Because like there's there are certain scenes where like there there's um, there's ambient noise in the score just drowning out dialogue. I'm like I I I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like there's one scene where they're all on like like a racing boat, and they're all, they're all on a racing boat. And they're like talk they're, like talking between the three of them, and it's like. I, I kind of have to like infer what you're talking about because I can't I can't hear you, I can't understand what you're saying, and it's really yeah. I, I feel like I probably sh- I feel like it's probably something I should be I should be listening to. Well, yeah, and I mean obviously that's a huge you know distraction when you're trying to listen to what's going on in the film and you kind of can't because of the sound mixing to it. Yeah. Uh, I also will say that the plot itself is, and I, I haven't seen it a second time but up to this point. Uh, the yeah. plot itself is it's it's hard. Like here's the thing, it was, I th- I, th- I thought it was difficult to follow until there's like one point in which they really like, crack down on inverse time or in sorry inverted yeah. time. They really crack yeah. down on it, and after that, it's like oh okay, now I understand. Now I'm cool to keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's just like they never they never like really get you to understand inverse time until something in the movie happens and then like okay now i now i get it but it's like i i feel like no one does that deliberately sometimes like he wants to add com- layers of complication on his movies you know what i mean to get you to maybe want to watch it again like inception was like uh, inception was i mean now that i watched it like more than once you know what i mean i i understood that you know the layer of the dream world and stuff like that but you know like interstellar suffered from that you know just so much going on with it you know what i mean just the, and I and I feel like Nolan does that deliberately almost sometimes, you know. 
Sometimes, yeah. I mean, this dude, he's obsessed with being complicated. <laughs> like, like, deliberately complicated. Deliberately. Thing, you know I mean? Almost, yeah. like, laughably complicated. <laughs> be, be, yeah, I mean, because, like, you have somebody like Kubrick. Kubrick's films were complicated, like, you know, on, on the surface. But then it's not, like, deliberate, though. That's just how that's just how he made films, you know what I mean? It's also just, like, not, and, like, like, yeah, complicated to the point where it's just become, like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, then you just don't give a shit. Like, Dunkirk was one of those examples where it's like, why do you have to, like, you know, why do you have to do this type of thing? You know, you know, like, um, you're, you're confused with the, the timeline because it's not linear. You know what I mean? It's like, but why? Why couldn't you just tell the story linearly, you know? Yeah, it's 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 a really it's a really weird mix to try to hit, but honestly, it, I think I think it does. I think the shark here does really work. Uh, I think they put together some really creative action sequences. Like, I want to know how some of these scenes actually played out because it's I'm I'm fascinated because no one just knew a whole lot of special effects. I imagine a whole lot, not a whole lot of CGs involved. So I would like to yeah. know like how some of these scenes got like how the, the staging and the execution of these scenes like how how that how that actually worked because I feel like that'd be really yeah. fascinating. Uh, I admire the vision, and honestly, I do think that, I mean, Nolan, aside, aside of Batman, he doesn't really do sequels. This is one I actually would like to see get a sequel. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you could, I'm sure you could do it. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, kind of, you know, the thing that we've been hammering home, it's just a, uh, you know, just the product of the times, unfortunately, you know, with, you know, I, I get what Nolan was trying to do with the release of this. He really was, like, trying to, you know, you know state the course and try to you know hey you know maybe this will you know COVID will turn around or whatever and i'm just going to stay steadfast on the release date on this and then like it really it really hurt to its detriment yeah well we'll see well we'll see we'll see if we get seagull but uh, what, would, what would you rate this and keep it on, on like the pandemic scale and the, but the, well, the pandemic doesn't have to affect your writing so for me this would be I'm bordering like a, like a really high matinee versus like a really low full price. I'll probably, I'll, I'm willing to stretch. To, I'll, go, I'll go high matinee for this one. Yeah, I, I'll, I'd say the same thing. Uh, yeah, matinee. I think it's, I mean, it's definitely worthy of seeing the theater. You have to kind of, and that's the, the thing about, you know, Nolan's films. I think seeing this one in IMAX would be really great. I don't know what, I mean, with theaters, um, you know, around you, they're even open with the IMAX theaters. I know, like, Pittsburgh has them, but it's like, I didn't get to see this in the IMAX. If if going, you know, a second time to see it, I'd like to see it in the IMAX just because some of that was shot, you know, you know how his stuff's usually specifically shot for IMAX. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that was, uh, that, that was, that was Tenets, which means now we're going to the rest of the, rest of the show. Uh, first segment of which is our weekly trailer talk. We have uh, a lot to talk about today. Uh, first of which is the trailer for Dreamland. So Dreamland is, I mean, it's kind of a Western because it takes place in like old, it's, you know, it's so weird. Like, it's so weird. Like every movie that takes place like during the 1800s is called a Western. Yeah. I mean, or, like yeah, the early 1900s it really is. Yeah. It's like Western-esque. Be like but it always 1900s. has that feel. Yeah. So, you know? Uh, it's about a fam. It's about a family on a farm who get whose lives are really shaken up when they meet a on the run outlaw played by Margot Robbie, and you know she has a relationship with one of the sons. He has tried to get her across the border to Mexico. Uh, like I said, Margot Robbie plays the plays the main. Uh, what am I trying to think? Of? Main crim main criminal that they that they find. Uh, Travis Simmel is in the movie. Garrett Hedlund. Really, no one else worth worth <laughs> worth noting. Uh, Ross, what do you think of the trailer for? 
uh, Dreamland. I keep wanting to call it Damsel. I mean, that's not that's a different movie. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it was okay. I mean, I, I I'm curious enough to see it, but it's kind of like easily predictable. I mean, obviously, the sun's gonna start falling for Margot Robbie, and that's gonna add complications into the, you know, what I mean, uh, process of the film um, for the plot. Um, I mean, I think it looks good. I think Margot Robbie really likes to test the boundaries of of her acting, and I respect that. Um, she really doesn't like she really dabbles in a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? No, yeah, she really does. And she's, she's a great actor. I'm always looking forward to what she's, what she's doing. And she's getting yeah. pretty right reviews for this, for the for this performance. I'm just, it's, it's just like, yeah, I, I mean, you can see where it's going, but I, I'm, I am curious to check it out. Cause I do, I, I, I think, yeah, I think sure. it looks good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it looks serviceable for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, Dreamland is set for, I think it's set the what, November 13th? Uh, yeah, I think November. I, I know a lot of them were like November, December releases. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, November, November 13th, 2020. And I think, I think it's, I could have sworn I saw a Prime video. I'm not sure if it means like it's a, it's a Prime exclusive or it will be all purpose on Prime. I'm not sure, but you can, you can check, you can check into that. Yeah. Next trailer we're talking about. This is one, uh, this is one I'm really not looking forward to. It's called The Prom. Uh, the pr- yeah. Uh, so the prom is a movie. Uh, the prom is a, is a musical directed by Brian, by Ryan Murphy, uh, starring who's who's in who's in this one? Uh, Meryl Streep, James Corden, James Corden, <laughs> of course. Yep, this is that's the <laughs> there's that's, your that's that's all you need to know. That's, yeah, there there's there's your out right there. James Corden, uh, Nicole Kidman, Keegan Michael Key, Andrew Reynolds, Carrie Washington. And it's about uh, it's about these this group of Broadway stage stars uh, who go to Indiana to help this girl put on her prom, and that's basically apparently based on a Broadway show, which I have I'm not familiar with like at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, fair to say that we were not big fans of the way this one looks. Yeah, this is this is a thing apparently. This is um, High School Musical meets Netflix. Um, yeah. It just, I feel like James Corden's like in just nothing good, you know? I, I like him. I like his show, like when he does the things. I just feel like he just thinks just because like people like his show and stuff like that, they're going to go see his movie. You know what I mean? His movies are like his movies. But he's just, he's his movies are all like shit. They're all bad. Yeah, his track, his track record is like a movie star. is pretty, pretty bad. Not good. Not good. But yeah, this, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, and, and you know, like the same talent is obviously in the film because of the fact that they can sing. You know what I mean? So that wasn't a surprise to see Meryl Streep. It wasn't a surprise to see Nicole Kidman. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was looking at James Corden's filmography. Apparently, he's in that Sony Cinderella movie, which oh, this sounds this sounds so bad. Man, it sounds so bad. Dude, look at his tracker. Like, look, Peter Rabbit, Cats. Like, it's not good. Super Intelligence. Yeah, it's just not good. Yesterday, oh, but he played, he played himself. Cats, you, you said that one. Uh, but yeah, I no. mean, trolls. Trolls would be the only one I think decent enough because he's a side character. He's not a main character. Yeah, yeah, but um, uh, yeah, uh, the prom <laughs> set for a uh, December eleventh. <laughs> this is happening. December eleventh, twenty twenty. 
Uh, next show we're talking about is for News of the World. This is one that was shockingly directed by Paul Greengrass. I got no vibes from that watching this trailer. Uh, about Absolutely not. No. Uh, and it's about uh, Tom Hanks, who plays like a traveling newsman. Uh, he's, a, he's a widowed Civil War veteran who agrees to deliver a girl uh, to her aunt and uncle against her will. Uh, they, no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if it's against her. I don't know if it's against like her will to go to her aunt and uncle or if she was taken against her. I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tom Hanks is in this against alongside again no one. No one really that. I mean, Ray McKinnon no. probably the biggest actor we saw in this in this trailer. Uh, so Russell, what did you think of the trailer for News of the World? I mean, I liked it. I think again, a western esque film where. You know, Tom Hanks is in a western. It's kind of kind of weird because you never see that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, you could have not. We tell ever, we ever seen Tom Hanks in a in a western? I was thinking. I don't think we have. Can't think of anything. Not that I can think. Can't think of see nothing quite like this. But keep going. Yeah, and it definitely and it definitely wasn't a Paul Greengrass film from the vibes of the trailer. You you, you really can kind of tell his stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think it looks. I think it looks really good. Um, Tom Hanks is. You know, going to deliver a solid performance, and this it looks really good. You know, it, it looks like it's going to be one of those movies that, like, you know, pulls on the heartstrings there at the, you know, kind of near the end of the film or whatever like that. He looks like he delivers a solid performance, like he always does. So, I mean, I'm I'm curious enough about it to see it for sure. Yeah, uh, and yeah, this is a. It's also a really good departure for Greengrass because, you know, he hasn't he hasn't really hit in a long time. I think the last one was like Captain Phillips. Yeah, and it was funny because he has to mention the word captain in this one. I think it's kind of funny. That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, except for a Christmas release, December twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Not sure. If this, not sure where this is landing. Streaming Netflix. I don't know. But it said it said theaters, but I'm sure it's not. It's obviously not going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> uh, and last trailer we're talking about. And that's not last one. I'm sorry, not last one. We have two more. Uh, second to last is Raya and the Last Dragon, which I mispronounced for the longest time. I said Raya and the Last Dragon. No, it's Raya. Uh, this is the latest film from Disney Animation. was supposed to come out next month, but, uh, you know, COVID happened, so everything got pushed back. Uh, and it's about, <laughs> uh, about this ancient land, uh, Kumandra, where, you know, humans and dragons live together. Uh, but then this, you know, great evil showed up. The dragons, the dragons came out, sacrificed themselves to save humanity. But now that evil is back, so Raya has to go and find the last dragon to kind of fend this off. Uh, Raya, voiced by Kelly Marie Tran, who we see in this trailer, is kind of her story. Uh, and uh, the last dragon, who has not seen uh, Sisu, will be voiced by uh, Aquafina. Um, yeah, uh, I, I saw a preview of this when I was at D twenty three last year. Uh, it looked it looked really good. And they seemed like really. Really excited about the prospect yeah. of this film. Uh, so, Russ, what do you think? As seeing this is your first look at Ryan the Last Dragon, what do you think? I mean, I, I liked it. I, I, I like what they're doing with, you know, I think it's kind of uh, good to see that they're going with another female led, you know, protagonist again. You know what I mean? Um, I got vibes of like if you would mix it together, it was like Mulan meets Moana meets How to Train Your Dragon esque type thing. Like, you know, bit, put yeah. it in a blender. <laughs> just just because, like, you know, the fighting aspect of things kind of reminded me of Mulan. The whole, like, female protagonist thing. I, I it just I got Moana vibes. And then, obviously, with, like, the, the dragon and stuff, like, I got how to train your dragon out of it, too. But I think it looks fine. I think it looks it looks good from what I've seen of it. Um, I just don't know what's going to 
and a half. And with the release of this, this may be one of those ones that goes straight to Disney Plus. I feel like this has a really good shot going straight to Plus, which would suck. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like it's the one that would do really well. But hey, it's where, it's where, we, it's where we are in the world right now. It would. <laughs> we never thought this in March when we were like talking about this, that we'd still be talking about this again in October, like this, straight this, through. This will all blow over by Easter. Yeah, we're good. October now, and we're still talking about it. Yep. Uh, but no, yeah, I do think that it looks. I do think it looks really good. I I I, lo- I love the musical accompaniment in this trailer. I think that, like the way the way the the the, the construction of the score, I think is actually quite actually quite nice. And you know, it it uh, it fits really well with the action. I think the animation, as always, as, as always, is Disney. Oh, they are always. It yeah, look, the animation looks fantastic. Uh, I love the designs, sure. and yeah, I, I, uh, I'm de- definitely looking forward to this one. It's one of the most anticipated for, for this year, but it's not coming out this year, so uh, carry over to next year. <laughs> and yeah, uh, we'll we'll see that when it comes out. Oh, it, whenever how it comes out next March. Uh, and last trailer we're talking about today is for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, so this is basically about uh, the mother of the blues, Ma Rainey, uh, played by uh, Viola Davis. Uh, who, who really can't tell it's her? Really. You you really can't like you really can't like seeing her the first time until they said Viola Davis. I'm like, oh my god, that's her! Like, because like, she's really caked on with makeup. Yeah, and and and, and wearing a fat suit. And yeah, this is about Ma Rainey navigating the blues scene in Chicago, and it also focused about on her ambitious trumpet player Levi. Sorry, Levy, not Levi, played by Chadwick Boseman, uh, in what will be his last performance. Uh, after his uh, sudden passing, uh, so yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer from *My Rainy's Black Bottom*? I liked it. I thought it looked really, you know, it looked excellent. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, the story of the blues and stuff like that, and and you know, kind of what you said, Chadwick Boseman's last performance. And I think it it really may get some kind of Oscar uh, love there, some Oscar push. Perhaps just because of you know the the strong cast that you have, obviously Viola Davis and obviously Chadwick Boseman, I think um, could show some Oscar love here coming you know when the Oscars next year. Well, there's, but, um, there's actually yeah. been like a whole lot of talk about him for the Oscars because they're, they're really yeah. they're really kind of putting uh, putting a big push behind him for a best supporting actor nomination because he's apparently really great in the film, which I would love to I see. I mean, it looks it. like he gives a solid performance too. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's supporting or lead, but they they're trying to they're trying to get him there. Yeah. Uh. So you know we'll see, but yeah, I'll, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this, and yeah, I'm 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 mostly looking forward to this because I I want to see Chad Bowman do his thing one last time. Because yeah, for sure. It's gonna it's gonna be sad and it's gonna suck, but I want to see him do it one last time. And uh, yeah, this is set for a Netflix release December eighteenth, twenty twenty. And that's going to do it for our trailer talk. We now move on to Notorious News, and we have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, easiest one to talk about right now, first of which is we had Tom Holland release, um, release his first look as Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Uncharted. That's it sounded like I said Uncharted. Uncharted as Nathan Drake. Have you, have you seen this? I have not. So, okay, I'll say this. There you go. Look it up here. Yeah, look look it up. Just just look up Uncharted movie, and you should you should, you should be able to find it. Uh, I will say that he lo- like the costume itself is very Nathan Drake. It's Tom Holland that concerns me. Like I've been saying for this the entire time since he got cast, I think 
like just going all in on young Nathan Drake is a bad idea. <laughs> Because yeah, that's not what. The, first of all, look, Tom Holland. I know he's like what twenty, twenty six, twenty seven, like tw- twenty five, twenty six. He's got to be. Got to be his mid twenties. Mid twenties. Uh, he's twenty four. Okay, so that was close. Twenty four. Uh, he still reads like he's sixteen. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I know they're trying to go for longevity, but I just feel like I feel like I feel like he's a miscast. And I'm not I'm not saying that because I want Nathan Fillion, which would be cool, but no, I just want someone. Who would play like, you know, Nathan Drake from the games, and you know, try and like, yeah, because the, the people who are going to see this movie, who want to see this movie, just want something closer that resembles the games. And I feel like you're not gonna, feel like you're not gonna do that. And I also just don't, I also just don't buy. I'm not sure how much I'm gonna buy in a Tom Holland Nathan Drake. It's just hearing that voice come out, hearing that voice come out, it's gonna, it's gonna kind of suck away some of the badasses of the character. Uh, but you know. It's basically like a Anthem Indiana Jones, so you see this, and I think he's got his ring necklace, which is funny because I don't think that comes into play until later. Uh, so uh, you see this. So what, what 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 do you think about the look of this, Russell? I mean, it, it looks like almost like he could like fit into the Jumanji cast with that with that he does. get up on you. Know what I mean, he does honestly. <laughs> but like, really, I've never played I've never played the Uncharted games, so I'm I'm kind of like. One of those, you know, people have no idea what the hell's going on. I mean, I, I saw the obviously the, the picture. Um, Nathan Fillion for sure would be perfect, I think, uh, for for the character well, of Nathan the, Drake. The, but the character um, is kind of like unofficially I, based I, on Nathan Fillion. It looks just, I mean, it looks just like him. Yeah, and it, I mean, he also he also has a, like that that speech pattern that he has. Yeah. So I mean, obviously that would be a perfect choice. Kind of what you said. He does read like a younger kid, which makes him perfect for Spider-Man being in high school, and like that—that's that's perfect for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this, I, I just don't know. I, I can't see it. Kind of how you, kind of how you were saying. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm definitely definitely curious to see, it. like, if this movie actually you know goes anywhere. Because if, if, look, if, if this works and it becomes a franchise. They're gonna look like geniuses because they have they have a lead who can yeah. be this character for like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Maybe maybe his voice gets deeper. He could play, he can play in Nathan Drake proper. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's uh, done. Do for that next next uh, show next piece you're talking about is for the film Bride starring Scarlett Johansson. So. Uh, she signed on for this br- this film, Bride. It's an A24 from the director of uh, Fantastic Women and Gloria. Uh, and Sarah Johansson will lead this where she plays... Uh, she plays basically the perfect woman. She's created a laboratory, a laboratory uh, by a tech entrepreneur which figures out the truth and creations... And the truth about her creation and her circumstances. She escapes. She rejects, her, she rejects the creator... And she's plunged into society with a new, with you know, with a new life. Looking for a new life. Uh, been described as Frankenstein meets the meets the Truman Show, which I actually think is is a very, very accurate description. And yeah, I'm actually really into this idea, especially with Scarlett Johansson, who I think is a really she's she's a fantastic actress. She's proved she's proven yeah. that time and time again. Uh, <laughs> and look, in a world where they won't let her play, uh, you know. They get mad at it. Like, the world. The time where the world gets mad at Scarlett Johansson, which is anything, because <laughs> yeah, seriously, she can't play Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> she can't play that game. Yeah. that transgender gangster woman. Yeah. Uh, we can't release her. Can't release Black Widow out this year. So. You, 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 her Black Widow movie's not coming out for another another couple months. 
Uh, yeah, Russell, you, you hear this yeah. premise. What do, what do you what do you think about it? I mean, it sounds better than that movie Simone. Remember that with uh, Al Pacino? Simone. Oh, Sim- right. Do yeah, you remember do. Simone? Like that—that that was pretty much like the same premise. That's what I was thinking when you were saying that. I do remember Simone. Um, and I think she was like created, like kind of just like that. Um, like Simone meets her or something like that. Um, yeah, no, I like the premise for sure. When you have the Truman Show meets like what Bride of Frankenstein, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, and, and kind of what you said. I mean, Scarlett Johansson's just really showcasing what a fantastic actress. I mean, she's always been solid. Yeah, I, I think back to like I love the movie Match Point. Um, I mean, she's pretty fantastic in anything she does. So, you know, this this sounds cure. This really does sound it, it appeal. It sounds appealing for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I do think that pairing Scarlett Johansson and twenty four is actually like a really good one because kind of kind of getting back to her indie roots. So I, I do like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, another actor signed on to another uh, interesting, interesting project is Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx signed on for the Netflix film Day Shift, in which he will play a blue-collar, hard-working dad who wants to make a you know a good life for his daughter, but his mundane San Fernando pool cleaning pool cleaning job is the front for a real source of income: hunting and killing vampires. He's basically like the Working Man's Blade. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Basically, he's, he's Blade minus superpowers. Yeah. Gardener by day, vampire hunter by, by night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't have that on his business card, though. <laughs> it's being produced by uh, Chad Sahelski, who helmed the John Wick films. But uh, you know, Russell, what, what what do you think of what 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 do you think of the Jamie Foxx's day shift? Uh, you, I can dig. I can dig it. Yeah. I can dig it. I like it. I like the whole premise of it. I think it's kind of cool. You know, you're pool pool cleaner slash like, you know, pool boy by day and you just go out and you're blade by night. I think that's kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with it. I just hope that they don't make it really like over the top. You know what I mean? Like like stupid. You know what I mean? I hope they actually put some thought into it. It actually like comes out like better than what I'm you know what I mean? Better than what you think. Yeah, let's, let's hope it's not another project power. Hopefully. Yeah, or like a Van Helsing type awful movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news talking about this is a shocking. <laughs> this is a shocking one. Uh, it was announced that uh, well, the the Meg Two is uh, obviously coming along, but it was announced that it just yeah. signed on its direct. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! Why not? Why not? Uh, it just signed on its director in the form of this is the one I did not see coming, but in this case, it's like a why not. Uh, in the form of Rebecca and Free Fire director Ben Wheatley, yes, he will be coming on <laughs> to direct the ne- the next Meg, which is funny because it seems like he's directing a bunch of, a bunch of sequel twenty eighteen films because he was announced to do the Tomb Raider film, the or the, the next Tomb yeah. Raider. And now, are they keeping Vikander in? The, the Vikander Vikander is staying for Tomb Raider, Good. but and I'm assuming Statham is staying for the Meg too, but. <laughs> It's just oh, you weird. Have to. I mean, you have to. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird. Like you know, th- th- he's doing things that like I would never assumed he would go on to do, considering his, considering like his track record. But like you know, what what do, what do you think? What what do you think the Meg Two should do? Like, because I I really feel like they would it would be better if like went for like a more fun like crazy R rated kind of vibe. Yeah, I mean, kind of like Deep Blue Sea. Kind of like I mean? Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, yeah I, I I yeah I I agree. 
for sure. I mean, because I mean, going in to see it, you knew the movie was going to be over the top. But even on the trailer, where they have like that classical music uh, at the end of the trailer, remember? I think and in, in the in the in the sharks coming up or whatever. And oh everybody's no, out it, on no, the, it was on the uh, ocean or something like that. It was. Uh... It was, what the fuck was it called? Oh, you know, it was it was Bobby you know, it, it was Bobby Darren's uh, Beyond the Sea. Yeah, Beyond the Sea. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. You know, what I mean, like that like Rat Pack esque uh, music, and it was fun. You know, it, it took itself completely not seriously, which was great. Um, I think that's what you know. It was a surprise hit too. It made it made a lot of money. It re- it really but, uh, it yeah. really did. And that's I think I think I think a lot of China in in China actually. I mean that that's. Uh, that's not a surprise because those movies like that, I think, like even like monster movies, that's just a big niche over there. You know what I mean? They it like also, that. It also did kind of, that it also did kind of pander to Chinese audiences. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, because it, it was like almost it, it had that vibe, like the like Godzilla vibe of like the water. You know what I mean? It just it's just over the top, and it was it was fun. It's a fun time. It's a fun it's a fun ride for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm not sure. If this is actually going to happen, and I want it probably is, but I'm not sure what this movie is going to look like. But I can say I'm interested. I can definitely say yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next piece of news talking about is this is one I'm actually like really curious about. Uh, there's actually a uh, there is a Static Shock movie in the works, and it will be which will be produced by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, he's producing it through who through his company. Uh, yeah, through George Production Company, Outlier Society. Uh, it was it was rumored that he confirmed it on his Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little, little crash course on Static Shock. He's a he's a character who uh, he grew up in the inner city of Chicago. You know, he's like you know in like a really like poor affected area. A lot of gang violence, a lot of drugs. Uh, and then there's an event in town called the Big Bang in which it's like it's like a chemical plant explosion. In which all the people in Chicago get okay. get superpowers. A lot of them, a lot of them are criminals. A lot of them are criminals and like really bad people. But you know he gets them. He gets like electric electrical powers. Uh, so you hear this, and if you, if it looks like Michael B. Jordan's like really kind of trying to make a trying to make a name for himself as as a producer because I be, I believe he produced Creed two. Uh, I want to say he's producing his uh, his uh, John Clark uh, without rem- okay yes he he, uh, he produced. Oh, he did not produce Creed Two, but he did produce Just Mercy. He produced his latest movie, Without Remorse, uh, based on the uh, Tom Clancy novel. Uh, so yeah, he's really trying to yeah. kind of diversify himself. He's done he's done a, a, a ton of TV shows. Uh, so yeah, I mean you hear you hear this premise and you hear Michael B. Jordan attached. You would like he's not going to star in it because he's way too old. But you know, yeah. uh, are, you, are, you, are you interested in it? Yeah, I mean it, it sounds super intriguing just by the you know just by the plot. Uh, makes makes me curious what the hell they're gonna do with it, but yeah, kind of what you said. He's really just taking different chances and really just trying to get get himself out there and just do different things, and that's what you got to respect in an actor, you know. You really do, and yeah, I, I do, I do, I do admire the guy, and I hope, and I hope, I hope this works out for him. And I know this character, like, it does have a following because there was a cartoon in the mid early to mid two thousands that actually did really well, it was really popular. A lot of people like that show. I I like that show a lot. So, uh, yeah, and this is a character that people want to see in live action, people love, people like want to see more of so uh yeah definitely looking forward to it uh, whenever it comes out and uh yeah next piece of news talking about is uh speaking of things that are coming back in the past uh it was announced that there is a willow tv show that will be coming to disney plus it's speculated for a long time but now it's <laughs> confirmed 
And it was confirmed that uh, Crazy Rich Asians and in the Heights director John M. Chu will come on to direct the film. So he's kind of kind of trying to snake him away from uh, from WB right there. So uh, yeah, you, you seen you seen the original Willow? Yeah, a long, long time ago. It's been it's been a while. Mm, yeah, same here. I, I haven't seen it for so long, but I know this this is a this another movie that has like like a really like weirdly big following. Not not, not like weird that's, that's undeserved. It's weird that like it, it's just a weird film for it for it to catch on the way it does. But I'm I'm, I'm glad it did <laughs> because I, I mean I, I remember liking Willow, but yeah. Do you think the world is ready for more Willow? I mean, kind of what you said. It's one of those ones where a lot of people really really enjoy this film. It's like. One of those, what, I think 80s films like Labyrinth and um, even The Princess Bride, a lot of people really, really talk about it and still, you know, it's still relevant. But, uh, yeah, I think why not, you know? Yeah. Because we're in that time now where they're doing all this stuff anyway. So, you know, especially right after with The Dark Crystal, you know, too. So I, I can see them doing something with Willow. And I think Plus is like a really like perfect platform to do this on because you know you, you can kind of test the waters you know you don't you don't have to put like so much in you don't have to put like a ton of money into it you, you can but you don't you don't have to yeah. put a ton of money into it to you know, make us like a big theatrical experience you can just do it like for tv and i think that's i think i think that's a cool way to go at it so yeah for sure yeah definitely looking forward to that when it comes out uh speaking of streaming uh bond uh no time to die bond 25 is looking for a reported oh my god you heard about this? Six hundred million. Six hundred million dollars to go to streaming. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay, sure. <laughs> like, like it's it is insane to me that they're asking for this because, like, what streaming service has the capital to do this? None of uh, them. Not one of them. <laughs> what we need to do is go to the bank and see if they'll lend us money. And we we need to come up with our own streaming service. Chance <laughs> we can. Th- not, Now's our shot to do it. So this is this is it. All, all we need is six hundred. We're starting GoFundMe. We need six hundred million dollars so we can buy the rights to, to No Time to Die. It's done. Then you and I will will be will be internationally known. It's it's done. It's we 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 we've accomplished what we needed to. You know. But that that is that is crazy to me. And look, I'm look. I don't. I'm not like saying like Sony's an idiot for asking for this because because like I mean look, this movie costs what like two two hundred two fifty. To produce, at least something like that. like around Just wait, <laughs> just wait. At this point, yeah. At this point, you're, right, you're better off. Just, they've already lost around like fifty, like thirty to fifty million dollars on this. So like, you, you, at this point, you probably should just wait. Just wait it out. I mean, I would because wait it out, and I think then it'll end up doing. It'll it'll make money in the box office, like during natural, you know. Uh, natural times, not like what we're going through now. You know, I would just wait, wait till everything goes back to a you know quote unquote normal, um, and then then release it. So I, I would push it for a, like a later 2021 re- release date. Yeah, that, that that would be that'd be wise. But put it in November. On put it like set it for November yeah, next that, year. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, because those movies are usually what no, usually November movies for the most part. They're usually well, majority of Bonds are in the fall. Yeah, no, you, that, that's, that's the thing. Like Bonds like a yeah. big. Bond like a big fall, yeah. fall event. So, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, so I would just, I would wait for sure. And uh, uh, next story we're talking about is uh, Russell. We're coming to the end of the road. Oh boy. Fast and uh, Furious will end after two oh, yeah. more films. <laughs> Justin family. Lin will direct some, both of them. Some family going on. Some fa- uh, for, we were, as much as we're told, family is forever. This franchise is not. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that, that's false advertisement, man. 
Yeah, that is false advertisement. I thought we were gonna keep banging these. I thought we were gonna keep banging these movies out. I thought I thought so too. Just just put, just plug just plug and play different actors in the cars. That's all. That's all you got to do. Dude, that's, that's it. Because cars, they keep coming out with new technology every year. Just keep it going. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, you know, you you hear that. You, know, you 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 hear this what that's what they're doing. And let me just say, eleven is a weird place to end in anything. Like, I'm just saying that because Why? I like I like even numbers, but eleven. I do the yeah. Just go for twelve. Yeah, I was just gonna say make it a dozen. You know, just make it a dozen. Just just just, just go. Just make yeah. it, make it an even twelve. But no, eleven because a franchise this dumb would end on would on end on number eleven. Yeah, I I just I don't know. It wasn't a shocker. I mean, it was kind of surprising to hear about it, but like, kind of what you and I have been saying. We're like, what what are we gonna do? What are we gonna keep doing? You know. How, how many more things can we put a car into? <laughs> I mean, we've got space we're, coming up. We're, yeah, we got, we got space. Maybe we'll get dinosaurs at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but, underwater? I, I, I don't know. Like, what What all you want to do? Inter, interdimensional travel? Yeah. <laughs> and what's going to happen? I'm waiting for Hobbs and Shaw to cross storylines, so then they have another excuse to keep putting movies out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I'm very curious to like how this, how did this, how do you even end this this franchise at this point? Like, what what else can you do? I don't. Listen, as much as we make fun of it, honest to God, I'll be there opening night because I I do love the action. I love I do love the films. They're a guilty pleasure for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm gonna see it just because you know I, I watch movies a lot. But I mean, yeah, I'm always gonna yeah, be curious I mean, about these it, films. It, and for the most part, as much as they've been off the wall, I mean, they're still entertaining. Yeah. And, that, and that's all that is. I mean, they don't wow you with, like, story or with, like, you know, obviously dialogue or any of that stuff. But it's just – it's so fun just to go and just, you know, it's it's a it's a fun popcorn flick. I mean, that's all they are. Yeah, for sure. And we will – you know, we'll see where it goes on uh, whenever, the, whenever these movies end. <laughs> 11. There you go. <sighs> Are they gonna do like a Twilight Part One, Part Two, like like in, Deathly in, Hollows, Infinity like Fast, Harvard Part One, two. Part Two? <laughs> uh, there you have it. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that like Justin Lin will spend like the bulk of his career making Fast and Furious films. Cause it, he, but it's crazy watching that first one, thinking that we were going to be getting these movies for like the next twenty years. Oh yeah, the fact is the fact has become a billion dollar <laughs> franchise is insane. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy because like watching the first one's I mean a fun film. It's I mean it's good. It's good enough. Um, I never in a million years thought we would be here talking about it twenty years down the road. Oh yeah, no, never. <laughs> it's it, it's it's insane, honestly. Uh, and the last piece we're talking about, and uh, let's let's just let a big sigh now. <sighs> All right. Oh, I already know what yep. you're talking about. You're talking about Jared Leto. Jared Leto. <laughs> Your boy, <laughs> call that shit. I knew it. He's back. He, Jared Leto oh, is coming God. back as the Joker for <sighs> Zack Snyder's Justice ah, League. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, uh, you can tell like, we're clearly not fa- not fans of his. As you know, we're not fans of his. We're not fans of his Joker. Uh, the thing I think I want to know is why. Not just why, because I don't like Portrayal, but like why? Like, what does this have to do with anything? Because we already know the plot of Justice League is like mother boxes and apocalypse and outworld <laughs> and stuff. So, 
and stuff like that. Where does the Joker yeah. factor into any of that? Uh, God. I also saw what Deathstroke's going to be in it, too. I think Joe Maganella is going to be in it, too. Well, that, that, was the, but that, that was the thing that was happening when Zack Snyder was on the movie to begin with. So that's, I'm fine with. Yeah. Well, oh, no, and I mean, it's not Jared Leto. <laughs> and, and, and it's also not Jared Leto, which is fine. Uh, yeah. My question is, like, where does, like, what does, what, what does he have to do with anything? And I did see a tweet from Nothing. someone I know being like, if you don't like this news, it's, it, like, it's fine. This movie's not, this movie's not, like, if you don't like this news, to show this, movie, this movie's not for you. This movie's for Zack Snyder fans, yeah. which I do, I really hate that. I'm going to be honest. I really hate that mentality because... You're, you're, yeah. you're, it sounds like you're, you're being a gatekeeper, and you're essentially like, why wouldn't you want people who aren't fans to like your movie? Like, it's just, that's the dumbest yeah. thing to me. Yeah, I get, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, and it's just like, clearly the worst part of the Suicide Squad. Oh, unquestionably. I just, uh, I, just, I, I just don't like the character. I just don't like. I mean, I, we love the character, but it's just not in that, just not that vision. It's, of it's, him, it's, you know it's a I mean? bad, it's a bad portrayal. It's a really bad portrayal. It's awful, and like people really try to argue it up and say it's good. No, it's it's not ooh, good. Who, at all. who was trying to argue? Say that's good. No, but I mean, like I, you know, we've we've come across people that actually defend it, though. Really? The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, the movie. I'm sorry. We, yeah, no, but I'm saying, but the Joker saying that it's not the Joker's not a bad. They like the different portrayal of the Joker in it, though. Why? <laughs> I, that's that's what I don't understand. It's like I, I, I know. Listen, you're always gonna have comparisons now. With Heath Ledger, with Jack Nicholson, now with Joaquin Phoenix, you're always going to have that. I get it, but it's like we like that side of the Joker. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I like more like Batman '89 Joker. You know what I mean? I, I like the fun. You know what I mean? And then you know, Ledger really took it to a different, darker place. You know, with the Dark Knight, right? Um, and then jo- Joaquin Phoenix really kind of just took what Ledger did and made it his. You know what I mean? Kind of just it, it, like a different side. You know what I mean? Oh, the same character, but just a different like approach to it i think you know what i mean but uh i just uh, i don't like this like pimp gangster you know what i mean jim carrey joker Joker. the mask joker yeah it's pretty much is pretty much what it is basically uh but anyway yeah uh that's funny you were talking (laughs) those excited to see joker see the joker again here you go there 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 it is hopefully the last hopefully the last probably Uh, the last and that brings us to the end of our movie news segment. We now move on to the movie of the week, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Like we said, this is our... <laughs> a lot of, lot of that coming forward. So, like, like we said, this is our third, the third Halloween film we've ever looked at, which is funny, considering this is the third one to ever come out. And yeah. this was... This is a noble film for a lot of reasons. First of which is this was the first Halloween film... It's famously the first Halloween film to deviate from the Michael Myers storyline. What you know, what they yeah. wanted to do, this is actually an idea that came straight from John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, the producers on this film. Uh, they wanted Halloween to become an anthology series. So every, every Halloween film after two was going to be a new, original, self-contained story. Mm-hmm. One problem with that, though. <laughs> that didn't last very long. Yeah, well, it didn't last very long. <laughs> One problem with that, though. You started with three. Yeah, you start with three. That if it, if it's gonna be its own idea, you should have started it like started two. You know? Started two. Like honestly, like you. Yeah. You gave Michael Myers what three? Let's oh, so, so, Halloween seven seventy eight, 
81. This is 82. 78, 81. This 82. is 82. Yeah, you gave Hollow, you gave Michael Myers like four years to become an icon. Like that's you. You honestly <laughs> let him breathe way too much. You want to make this an anthology series, so fast forward. Still, he's still relevant. Fast forward, he's still relevant. They're still making, they're still making Halloween films. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, man. Like so, this <laughs> this this came out, and there's a lot you can. You can look as the, the director of this was the art director and uh, production designer. Oh, that's the same thing. Art director and uh, he did some, you know, something else for the first Halloween film. This is one of John Carpenter's guys. So, you know, they, he, he really had faith in this. And John Carpenter actually did uncredited rewrites on this script. Uh, the final product, however, <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly a thing that we'll get into. Sure is. Yeah, so, uh, wasting time. This is. Uh, th- this is Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Uh, <laughs> we open with a, we, ha- we open with an opening that actually very much mirrors the original Halloween. You know, the first Halloween started with a pumpkin rotting. This one starts with like an electronic pumpkin, kind of like sig- yeah, you know, symbolizing this transition to the, to the digital age. Not not a bad. And if idea. you have ep- if you have epilepsy, you should not watch this movie. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea for you to check this one out. <laughs> As we see this, uh, we then get to some guy who is in trouble with some people. Some guy, some dude. <laughs> we don't know who this dude is. We don't know what we're doing. But like he's uh, on the run from this guy, like a blue, like a blue caddy. <laughs> yeah, he's just running just because. Just because. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, these dudes are chasing. A- these dudes are chasing after him. They catch him, and then like, there's this part where like he's like being being strangled by one of them. Oh my god! Is yeah. it being strangled? He had the strength to reach out, grab a chain, remove this like ch- this like chalk, this brake stopper, out from a car in yeah. front of him, and it brings it forward to crush this dude. It's, it, it, which maybe that, yeah, which may be the fakest thing we've ever seen. Yeah, like it, it, it very much starts to become Christine for a little bit because like just the way <laughs> it hits, it's just an unconvincing hit. Oh, and then he dies instantly. He dies instantly. Yeah, it's like, dude, come on, that guy's not gonna die from that. Yeah, just it's just like we don't understand. Like, I understand how this works, but there's, there's, there's more, there's more things to get to. Uh, we then cut to uh, the, a gas station where we meet what's the the, re- the real star of the film? Let's be honest, the Silver Shamrock theme. Oh, dude, I've been listening to that song constantly. Yeah, because look, they, I have I, it's on Spotify, guys. Go they, check it out. They introduced the Silver Shamrock uh, jingle, which I will say is just it's it's infectious, man. It really is. Oh, dude, it, it's it really is. And then if you watch the video on YouTube with it, just keep blinking, dude. It's so it's so hypnotic. Yeah, like <laughs> like it it is like ungodly catchy, and like it's like if if you like it's. Chances are, if people have seen this movie. They will remember that silver sam- that silver shamrock theme. And it's funny because I've been playing it. Like it's funny because we have Alexas all over the house, and so like I think Beck was in the kitchen, and I started playing. You hear bonkum 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 bonkum. <laughs> you hear she started. She's she's randomly like just humming it now. It's so funny. Yeah. So uh, the gas the the guy who's running earlier gets to the gas station. He you know kind of just drives away to help help him out get to where he needs to go. Uh, we then meet our real main character, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Daniel Doctor, Chalice, played by Tom, by, played Doctor, by Tom Atkins. Dr. Adulterer. <laughs> Dr. Adulterer, which we'll get, which we'll get to. Uh, you know, he's, he's, 
he's going home. He's got he's got his stupid kids. He's getting Halloween masks, and and this is the I don't know why they even decided to give him kids. This is the only time we see him in the movie. This is the and only his wife, time. Yeah, which I mean, and he his never wife. sees obviously. We never see. <laughs> he never sees his wife either. Yeah, because like he get he gets in, he 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 gets in. He gets kids mask. He gets on call again. He's like, he's like, aren't you a little? I've been drinking too much to be to you know go perform surgery right now. I was like, aren't, this is eighty two. You could be you could be drunk and do anything. So yeah. he goes to the, he goes well, to on, the hospital, like... and he sees, you know, he he sees the the guy the guy who was running earlier. He's still he's still alive. He's kind of in shock. Yeah. He's whole he's grasping for dear life on this Halloween masks. His Halloween masks. Yes. Because, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, and that's another problem with this film. Like they, they poorly set up scares. Because and it's, this thing they talk about. See, in this one, like they wheels off the they wheels off the guy's room. They cut to the outside, and like one of the dudes in the suits is there, like waiting to, waiting to go into the hospital. And then they cut yeah. to then they cut inside again, and like <laughs> they have like blah, blah, be like done when it comes around the corner. To go, it's like wouldn't it be more effective if you just like cut to like you cut to the first inside interior shot, you know, it kind of looks like oh, yeah, like oh shit, like because that would really like, ramp up the tail, like ramp up the thing, and it, the first one of him like arriving at the hospital is just so un- it's unnecessary. It really is. Just oh unnecessary. yeah, you're, yeah, you're talking about that shot where yeah, it's it's it is really stupid. Yeah. So uh, he gets in, and I gotta admit, the, one of my favorite thing about this film, besides the you know, sort of Samark theme, is just how. Like the 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 makeup and gore effects, because what they the way they kill him, like they, it's weird. Like they like they, po- they poke into his eyes and like rip and like break the bridge of his nose. Yeah, it it is a really cool effect. Like I'll give him that one. Yeah, but the makeup, like we were saying in the commentary, uh, when you guys check it out, like the the makeup honestly is not bad. I think it's actually really really good. No, it, re- it really is. So. <laughs> Yeah. He 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 basically bre- he breaks this dude he breaks this dude's face to death. He walks out, and uh, the funny thing is like nobody's trying to stop him. Like, he just he just murdered your the patient. Wor- it's, it's the worst place for security. They clearly need a, a night shift uh, security guard because they literally this guy walks right out and what? There's like ten people in the hospital total. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 don't give a fuck about security at this hospital because he just, walk, just walks out like nothing like nothing happened. Walks out to his car, yeah. pours gasoline all over himself, and then sets himself on fire. <laughs> that is a that yeah. is a gangster way to go out. I'll say that. That's suicide bomber, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah, I also love how like gas is like like it's like the nitroglycerin of liquid in movies. Oh, it goes it, like. Like we were joking around in the um, in the commentary, like it's it's like try to start a campfire, how long it takes to to get it started, you know what I mean? And you get these movies where like you just pour a little bit of you know gas, a little bit of liquid or whatever, and boom, instantly you have a fire. Whoosh. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> uh, so they're they're, try, they're trying to figure out like what the, whole, what the whole thing is going on, and we meet his daughter, whose name I also don't remember. Yeah, you don't need to know. You don't. It it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think her name is Ellie. No, Ellie is the daughter. That yeah. Uh, so yeah, they. they he me he me he me. Funny thing, this movie starts what like a week before Halloween. It starts. With, yeah, which yeah, which we were laughing about because like 
it's what doesn't doesn't the days go by quick or something like that? Literally, they, or no, they, no, no, they yeah. do, they do because like literally within like within like two minutes they go through like four days. It's like why couldn't we just start this on like the 29th, the yeah. 30th, you know? Like 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 what wh- why so much wasted time? Yeah, one was what he just went and like woke up and did something, and it was like the next day or something. That's like it. That's that. all he did. He, he didn't do anything. Yeah, the guy didn't do anything. Yeah, uh, we see we see examining the mysterious circumstance of his death. Was like someone they had to get someone really strong to do this. Like, oh, all right, we're not gonna touch on this. Uh, two days later, again, <laughs> uh, Dan Dan is at a bar where we see the most maybe most bizarre cameo of anything in these movies. The actual Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah, they, they literally they play a promo for 78's Halloween. It's like, wait, what? Hold on. So those movies are yeah. movies within this movie's universe. Yeah, within literally Halloween 3. Like, it's it's in the, the you know, the franchise. It's, 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 it's really weird. So it's just crazy. It's just... The, the reality just, just completely just folds in on itself at that point. This really needs to have commentary from, like, Carpenter. Like, it really needs a, a commentary from, from everybody. Just, to, like, what the hell is everybody thinking in this, you know? It's like, why, what, how, yeah. and just more why. <laughs> a lot uh, of whys. A lot of whys. All the whys. All the whys in the world. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of that what like her dad her dad worked for this this the uh, the silver shamrock company which we see which we see in the film he, he was a higher up and he's he, he they believe that they had something to do with his death so they go to they go to the town where silver shamrock is based i think it's like santa mira something like that something like that. something like that yeah yeah whatever it is it's this it's, the, it's, it's actually like a really nice homage because that, that is the same name of the town from the from invasion of the body snatchers so i, I think that's like a really a nice little, nice little nod there. Uh, so they get there. And this there. town loves their, their their masks. They love their masks. They love their green. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be an Irish town. It had to be an Irish town. Uh, so they go in to check in, in, into this motel that I must. The, the motel that I think Marion Crane passed in Psycho. <laughs> yeah, it had to have been. We meet. We meet some other pawn sacrifices. I mean, characters. <laughs> this, yes, of this, course. This family that shows up that work for the Silver Shamrocks, the uh, the the Cupfers, Buddy, Buddy, Betty, and Buddy Junior Cupfer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they uh they they they, they get into examine this. It is Santa Mira. Okay, they get into you know examine this co- <laughs> this co- this company, and from then on, it's kind of oh, just like boy. the second act maybe like really drag. It's just a bunch of them like looking looking for stuff. As crazy as the first act was. It's a bunch of them looking for stuff. Oh, by the way, yeah, did, I, did I mention a piece of Stonehenge is missing? A piece, a piece of Stonehenge is missing. That, yeah, that factors may, in. This may come up again, guys. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, Dan meets this homeless guy who, like, he's he kind of like threatens to like burn down, the, burn down the cu- the the factory. Which yeah. this is like a really weird scene following because like he's ambushed by the same guys in suits. They put him on his knees. It looks like like he's like totally blowing him. Dude. It's really weird. 
It looks like they're like they're like literally like they're they're right in the middle of them like they're humping or something. It looks off putting. It's so... you have to watch it to, to see that scene. It's 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 funny. It's just like wait, what what are you about to do to this guy? And they just they just, they just rip his head off. You're like, oh okay, just that. All right, cool. It's like awesome. That wasn't the position you guys were assuming there for a second. Nope, you were, <laughs> you were getting started for something else. That's this isn't my first rodeo. I know what you guys were doing. <laughs> we also meet this other this other woman, Marge, who's also kind of weary of the Silver Shamrock Company in the in the room like next door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what <laughs> we also get like most like out of nowhere like like sex scene like sex scene because like oh yeah oh yeah yeah uh, like Dan and Ellie hook up, which is really weird because like there's there's been like no hints of any romantic feelings ever at this point and on, yeah and on top of it like she was like like hysterical that her like dad was like died like died and and like he was and he was the doctor there and it was like there was no signs of you know he's married you're like he's not gonna do anything and like yeah they they have a random sex scene it's like oh okay doctor adulterer in the house it's like i, I guess you i guess you guys are feeling something yeah, yeah i mean Completely non-believable, but we'll, sure. we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, while this is going on, uh, the, the woman Marge next door is examining Silver Shamrock Chip, and it like <laughs> it turns like her face into a lightsaber. Oh, dude! Like she swallowed a lightsaber or something. Yeah. Uh, she does. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> she does that, and then like her face or like her face like starts to like melt and shit again. <laughs> Props to the makeup departments. Like re- really, it looks so fake though. Like the scene though, for sure. It looks. It doesn't look real, but it looks. It looks like scary enough. It, yeah, I mean, of course, this is '82. I mean, I mean, I mean, we still had decent special effects. I mean, look, look at '69's 2001: Space Odyssey. I mean, look, or '68. Look, uh, look at how real that looked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she. Yeah, so yeah, she dies. And we we then meet the guy who was easily the best part of this fucking film, uh, Connell Cochran, played by Dan O'Hurley. <laughs> oh, Hurley. Yes. Yeah, he is, is, is. In case you know who that is, he, he's he's the same guy who played the guy who ran OCP in the original RoboCop. Uh, yeah. He was the he was the main dude's co-pilot in the Last Starfighter. He's a great actor, Greg. Greg in the Last Starfighter, great actor. Yeah. And like I said, he is easily the best part of this fucking film. Because he's taking it so seriously, it's perfect. Like he's taking it so seriously. We were joking around saying like Christopher, yeah, Christopher Lee would be perfect in that. You know that old like Max von Sydow. I think I said too. Um, just just that perfect creepy old guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's scary. He's got like a really threatening voice. He, he's honestly of the Halloween. Of the of course, Michael Myers lobbies Halloween, but honestly, he does not get enough credit for how good of a villain he is in the Halloween films. Seriously, man, he like honestly, it, it's 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 funny because like you could almost see it's like a it's almost like 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 a cult, like a Wicker Man type cult, like this whole Silver Shamrock. Almost, yeah, company. because like that's that's like his entire town's like source of commerce. Like, yeah, it's, like, really, it's, <laughs> it's what they do. It's, it's like, what they're known for. Yeah, they're screwed after Halloween. Like, I don't know what they do for the the next three hundred sixty-five days. Yeah, we see they're still producing. They're still producing masks, and it's funny because they offer they offer someone like we'll give you a disc a discount on a shipment of masks. Like, okay, cool. 
the day before Halloween. That, that's yeah, going to be really useful to me. Yeah, I was like, it's October 30th, dude. You have to overnight that stuff, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> what, what are we going to do? Maybe we get some on clearance. It's fine. Yeah, they come in, like, November 3rd. Son of a bitch. Ah. Well, we got we what got for next Halloween. It's already past Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so they, they go in. We still see this all, like, making math, which is kind of weird, considering, like we said, it's, it's literally the day before Halloween. Like, what are you going to do and with all, all of these? Yeah, and and they only have three variations: the the pumpkin, the witch, and the, the skeleton. Uh, skeleton. Yeah, so you know this, they got they got they got they got that going. Uh, but you know <laughs> they're they're still they're still trying to they're, they're still trying to figure out what's what's going on here. Uh, we also see that the silver shamrock the commercial keeps going, and Tom Atkins <sighs> looks like he wants like ha- axe murder a television. <laughs> That son of a bitchin' song. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder this song. Uh, he breaks into, he breaks into the factory, and he sees that again. The most creepy thing in this, and there's he walks in this room. There's this old woman, just sitting and knitting, and it's just like it's just it's just really it's like really slow. It's like really well paced. It's it's actually like genuinely creepy the way she's moving. Uh, it, it, it honestly it, it it did scare me a little bit. Uh, but he's ambushed by one of the men. It, it's super. It's super off-putting. <laughs> he's ambushed by one of the men. He he, he, he touches her. Her head falls off. She that she's an android. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we, he fights one of the men. until we find out that they're also androids that are run by this like it's like yellow goo, <laughs> which is really yeah. It looks like mar- marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It looks like yeah, like Nickelodeon slime. Uh, and that's what we find, and this is where like the movie gets like really crazy again. So uh, we find out that this dude, he's trying to play a prank on all the children of the world. The prank is he's gonna murder them. See, in the back oh, of all the boy. Halloween masks, they have well, first of all, like, there are no employees at this at this uh, ho- at this uh, company. It's all androids, and we see like all like the ma- <laughs> all, like the mac like the chip, the chip in the back of it, and the chip. Has elements of Stonehenge. Yes, they stole the piece of Stonehenge that went missing. How'd they do it? No idea. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> no, but like it's funny. Like, like, how did we do it? Ha! Huh, crazy story that we're not gonna tell you today. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, use your imagination. Use your imagination. So the thing is, like Stonehenge has and, like, this like, like Stonehenge has like this like weird old magic attached to it. So it's it's a bit like it's like old magics that rack like weird with technology. So like when a kid is watching this certain silver shamrocks commercial with the mask on, it kind of like melts their face and like bugs and snakes come out. But how, okay, but my thing is like you know like we just like laugh about thinking about it. It's like all these things have to happen. Like what if like you know why would the kids randomly want to put a mask on for the commercial? You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's a big thing. Weird. It's a big thing for us. It's a big deal. I mean, uh, dude, come on. Like, if that commercial's on, you put your mask on. That's what put we your... do here in this town. Yeah, so uh, he basically just gives him a demonstration. He murders that uh, that family, the cu- the Cupfers from earlier. Yeah. Yeah, basically see, like, how this mask is going to work. And now these and these masks are, they're everywhere. Yeah. They are literally everywhere. So, uh, yeah, and <laughs> funniest thing about this is, this on first of all is kids are wearing these masks with costumes that don't need them. Like we see like one with a clown with a pumpkin head. We see like a ballerina with a pumpkin head. It's it, it is it is like a funny little detail 
in in, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also cutting to like the most like random cities. <laughs> like we, yeah, oh, we were laughing. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, of course you have like your big one, like your Omaha, Nebraska, your Los Angeles, but then you get like Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> And then you have yeah, the like Dayton, Ohio, Ohio Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska. New York, New York. New, um, New York makes sense. No, New York does. But what, what the hell other ones were there? There's, there's, there's like like one more random one. Was it like Sioux City? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. That was the last one. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yep, that's it. It's like, wait, what? Could you not get the rights to New Orleans? It's like, what? like, why wouldn't you do bigger cities like Chicago, uh, you know, Miami, Las Vegas? Yeah, but but anyways, uh, we we also see that the uh, the coroner from the hospital is dangerously close to figuring out the three behind these masks. Oh, who by the way, Dan might also be having sex with. We don't know. It's never explicitly explicitly said, but they're kind of no, they're 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 yeah. kind of flirty. Um, yeah, he's there's indications. <laughs> funniest thing is like they they tr- they they go in and they end up like killing her, which is really weird because like, even if you figured out what you were doing. It's Halloween. It's not like she can stop you. Yeah, and like you, you say about all the masks. Like you sound crazy because I mean it's Halloween. Everyone's gonna have masks on. You know what I mean? Yeah. We then get the best part of this film, which the monologue that uh, Cochran has to Dan, which is talking about like why he's doing all this. And it's basically kind of like the bigger point of this film was kind of like satirizing the commercialization of Halloween, which I do think is in. It's an interesting. It's an interesting route to go in for sure, and I do think that, yeah. that was. I didn't think that was like the intention of it. I do. I do find that layer, especially because it's in the sequel. I do find that layer to be fairly interesting. Yeah, uh, but he, he does the classic, you know, villain thing where he's just like, okay, you're gonna sit here, you're gonna die, and you're gonna be all right. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> it's like, of course, no, of course, like you, 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 I could give him a chance to escape. He turns on the original Halloween form, which is just what. <laughs> it's like you're gonna sit here. I'm going. No way, you're gonna escape. I'm leaving now. I'm walking out. Yeah, this is me leaving. But what? He escapes. No. What? Worst uh, tie-up job ever. Worst tie-up job ever. Literally, because what he does is he breaks one of those like old-timey TVs. He's able to get near it, and like use the glass to cut his hands free. Which I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how he did that because you see his hands are tied at his sides. So how did he grab yeah, a shard so of glass? Could. Yeah, he couldn't have. No. Uh, he gets off. He throws the the mask over the camera, which they actually did for real. It took him like what I think like sixty takes to do that. So I do I do admire that detail. He he he, re, he reenacts Die Hard for a little bit. Uh, yeah. And then he gets to the operations, to where he. <laughs> He finds out that to shut the androids down, all he has to do is just throw the chips in. He throws the chips out to all the while the commercial is playing, and then boom, he short out, he short out all the androids. And then for no reason, Stonehenge gets pissed and like blasts and like laser eyes Cochrane for some reason. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't the same method of uh, the the fembots and awesome powers. It was touch myself song. It was not the same method as the fembots. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So uh, they they destroy the factory. They're driving off, but then oh no! It turns out that uh, Ellie yeah. was an android. I'm not sure if she was an android the whole time. I'm not sure if they turned her into an android. 
Nevertheless, yeah. she is an android. <laughs> and the doctor had sex with a robot, so there's that too. Yeah, so uh, he 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 beats the main part of her body. Her hand, her hand attacks her. Her hand attacks him. Which is so in, in fam in uh, the Adams family fashion. Yeah, it's like it's like thing from the Adams family went insane. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah. It's 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 really. <laughs> it's just like a really. It is like a really weird climax, but like he, he crashes, he runs off to the gas station. He gets to the same gas station that's outside the northern California town where he works. It's basically, question like, how close is Santa Mira, Santa Mina, or Santa Mira, <laughs> that he was that he he's in walking through, distance? He went through the closet. Uh, he went through what through the closet like uh, Narnia. He did go through the closet like in Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he gets in, tries to get all the local station to, to, to turn off the commercial, and. Uh, you know, it ends on a really ambiguous note with like him screaming, "Turn it off!" at the camera. So it's like, even if you got the local stations, like all all stations across like um all all, Amer- all across all America are yeah. playing this commercial. So it's just like, yeah, the kids of the world are dead. <laughs> yeah, it's and, pretty much yeah. The funny thing is, like, I did read that there was supposed to be like the ending is supposed to be like overlaid with the screams of children across the across the world. I don't know why they cut that, but I think that would have been that like, been that have been cooler. That would have been cooler, but. Yeah, that is Halloween three season of the witch. Is there any ambiguity as to why this didn't this didn't work? This idea of an anthology didn't work. I can't see why it wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just imagined a bunch of. Well, first of all, I mean, it should be notable, but that it did make its money back. It made fourteen point four million across on a two point five million dollar budget, but it wasn't like a smash hit like the first one was or the second one. And. And the other reason why I made that is because it was carrying the name from the previous two films. So I mean, obviously, they people went in there with that. You know what I mean? And I just imagine, and I just imagine, like, I just imagine like a bunch pissed? of, I just, I just imagine like a bunch of like studio, like studio executives sitting around like a, a, a board table being like, I didn't understand. We did everything right. We got the yellow goo. <laughs> we got stone. Yeah, we, we, I mean, come on. We have the mask with the chip. This can't, just, this can't go I, wrong at all. I just want to see how. I just want to know how many people opening nine, 1982 went there thinking, "Oh, this movie's gonna be great," and like the reactions during this, like, "Where the hell is Michael Myers at?" It ha- now it has gained a cult following <laughs> over the years, gained a lot of respect yeah. over the years. Uh, but with some people calling it the best Halloween sequel, which I absolutely disagree with. I think that oh, you guys are huffing paint. You guys are huffing paint. If you think this is the be- if you think this is the best Halloween sequel, I mean it's, it's unquestionably Seriously? it's unquestionably 2018. That is like without a doubt, no argument, the best Halloween sequel ever ever made. But I mean, look, I do admire the taking a big swing and a miss. Yeah, I mean, because it gives us a chance to talk about it, like we're doing now. I mean, it's it's kind it's of also, funny to go back. And it's watch also not. It. It's also not the worst one. I, I do admire it for trying something different. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I like as much as we get like joke around about it. I think. I mean, it was fine. It's a cheesy '80s film. That's a che- You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, if if you want to just watch something like weird and crazy, this is this this is this is it. <laughs> this is it. it yeah. It's a perfect Halloween like time film though, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It really is. It got the cheese to it. It's just it's it's and like I said, like how we both were saying it's gained that cult following now. I think it's because of the fact that Michael Myers isn't in the film, I think is why more people kind of recognize that one. 
Yeah, for sure. But uh, anyways, yeah, that's, those were our thoughts on Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, and that brings us to the end of the show. So, uh, Russell, want to get our plugs before we head out? Yeah, go ahead and find us on Facebook. We're like kind of almost, we've been kind of stuck in limbo here with like, we're close to 400, but we're not there yet. So invite your friends. Um, that's where we put up the polls to have you guys vote on what we uh, review every week. Can I also find us notorious by chance on YouTube, kind of how chance was saying at the beginning of the uh, episode, we're going to start, uh, inter- you know, kind of putting these together with the podcast and the YouTube channel as like a sister you know, station kind of almost, but uh, yeah, you can find us, find us there. So subscribe, like, and all that stuff. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Uh, check out the Schmodown where I compete. Join the Patreon for that. Uh, we got a Wildberry retirement match coming up. That's gonna be a fun time. And we also have Schmodown Spectacular coming out December this year, which I will be competing in. That's gonna be great. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for our commentary coming out on Halloween three season of the Witch coming out very soon. That's gonna be that's a, that's a really fun one. That's going to do it for us today. That's Russell. I'm Chance, and we will see you next time.